Trigger warning. If you're the kind of person who needs trigger warnings, or the kind of person who hates people who need trigger warnings, you might be offended by this podcast. Debbie Doubters features crude, explicit, and unladylike language that might be offensive to men's rights activists and countless dowagers from the 1900s. Consider yourself warned. Coming at you from the intersection of feminism and atheism, I'm Amanda. And I'm Liz. And welcome to Debbie Doubters! Welcome to episode three of Debbie Doubters, your weekly dose of news, politics, and pop culture from a feminist atheist point of view. Because we have a really interesting point of view, right, Liz? We do. And we- it's hilarious. <laughs> and guess what? What? 2015 is over. Finally! Yay! Yay! I liked 2015. Did you? Yeah. This was a crazy year. There yeah. was a lot that happened this year. Star Wars came out. Well, Star Wars also came out. I got to see Star Wars. Yes. Um, oh, and Star Wars came out. Hey, what were you uh, What were you most interested in this year? Like, what's the best thing that happened to you this year? I mean, probably Star Wars or my boyfriend. But what does your boyfriend do in his spare time? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, that's, that's important. There was a lot of other stuff that happened this year, too. It's true. Some of it good, some of it bad. Yeah, my cat died. Oh, my gosh. It really is Debbie Downers now, <laughs> not Debbie Doubters. Yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Which cat was it? Teal'c. Oh, the Teal'c. The Teal'c. But Dr. Daniel Jackson is still alive. Dr. Daniel Jackson is still alive. He's still missing a toe on one hand. Oh. Yeah. How does a cat lose a toe? Cancer. Oh, my God. You are a <laughs> Debbie Downer right now. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <sighs> You know that apparently is the thing that happens. Cats just they're fine, they're healthy, they do, and then, and then, they, then they, die. they just die. And that's what happened to Teal. He just died. Feline leukemia is the number one killer <laughs> of domestic cats. Oh, <laughs> we've become the thing we hate. Well, that was 2015, and this is 2016. This is 2016, but yeah, so a lot of good things happen, a lot of bad things happen. Apparently, all of them happen to your cat, but also to other people and Syrian <laughs> refugees. <laughs> yeah. I think the Syrian refugees had it way worse I, than my cat. I agree. I agree with that. But, you know, so we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But obviously, motherfucking Star Wars. Motherfucking. Wait. Star Wars? Yeah. There's this movie that came out called Star Wars. I don't know. That's like a guy thing. I'm too busy being hot and popular <laughs> to watch Star Wars. I don't know about that, Liz. I mean, you're hot and popular, but you... Uh, anyway, so <laughs> obviously we were very excited about this because we're both huge nerds. Yes. Yes, and we've been waiting for this for, for... I've been... I feel like I've been waiting for this my whole life. I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. It makes me sing. I'm so excited it, about it. It is. I, I'm so excited about it. How many Star times Wars. have you seen it? I've, well, I'm going to assume that I'll have seen it three times. Yeah, at this point I've seen it two times, so by the time this uh, recording actually comes out, I probably will have seen it a third time. It's difficult speaking as future Liz, but... Be future Liz for, for me for a second. <laughs> how, how, how excited are you to be in 2016 right now? I'm very excited for 2016 because I always feel like the end of one year kind of is a, a predictor of how the next year is going to go, mm-hmm. and the second half of 2015 was really great. I don't really remember the first half of 2015. <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, and this is off topic from obviously motherfucking Star Wars, but 
obviously, you know, one of the things that I think is really funny and interesting, and we can talk about this another time, but you know how everybody's always talking about how awful the world is? Like, everything's horrible, especially if you're a GOP candidate and mm-hmm. they're up on stage and everything's wrong, right? I mean, I don't know how America has not crashed and burned in the last eight years. Especially, you know, with all the, the Muslims and the Jews and the atheists. And, and the Muslim who's the president right oh, now, no, right? the Kenyan Muslim president. The Kenyan Muslim president. Thanks, Obama! <sighs> Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. (laughs) And, you know, he's been president for eight years. And guess what? The country's doing pretty well. Doing really fucking great. I I mean, aside from the war on women and... And all... That's not really... That's not Obama's fault. It's like, well, in a way, to me, it kind of is a little bit. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but no, I, I think it's really interesting that 2015, from my perspective and maybe... I have a unique perspective. You know, I am a woman, so I have to deal with with the shit that comes along with that. But I'm not a person of color, so I don't have to deal with that shit. But I do feel like this year was pretty darn good. I feel so, too. I mean, obviously, there's some social things that we need to work on as a country. But, you know, for all of this naysaying about how the country's crashing and burning and we got a job market's up. Feds raise the interest rates. Gas prices are down. Joblessness is down. Joblessness is down. Yep. Anyway, so good things, bad things, but obviously the best thing. Star Wars. Star Wars. Thanks, Obama. I know, right? Thanks, Obama. So give me, in two words, Liz, describe how you feel about Star Wars. The Force Awakens. Did your Force awaken? My Force awoke so hard. (laughs) I don't know if I have just two words. Uh, Fucking awesome. That was what I was going to say. Super exciting. Fucking awesome. Super exciting. Holy shit balls is what uh, I was going to say. Like super tits. I don't know. Like I'm assuming <laughs> by this point in in our conversation in the future that everybody's seen Star Wars. And if you haven't seen Star Wars by the beginning of the year, what the fuck is wrong with you, number you one? You don't really care. And you don't care. You don't care if enough you to be spoiled. you Star Wars like I saw Star Wars... Like, I loved Star Wars. So, okay. Listen. So, so spoiler alert, you know, just, I guess, for the three assholes out there who haven't seen Star Wars None yet. None of our listeners are assholes. N- well, everybody. I it, think maybe ev- one of our listeners Everybody, you know asshole. how they, everybody's a little bit racist. I think everybody's mm-hmm. a little bit asshole. That's true. If you haven't seen Star Wars yet, then you fall in that category. But. Go see, if you haven't seen Star Wars, stop listening to this fucking podcast. And go Turn see it, it off. Go see Star Wars. Come back start listening again because we're gonna tell you all kinds of stuff (laughs) we're not um being paid by lucasfilm or the jj abrams people we probably should be for as much as we're endorsing it to our five listeners yeah (laughs) all of them probably already saw star wars but you know what for as much as we love it and there's a lot of reasons why i loved it um you know i'm old enough to remember the originals i think a lot more than 20 somethings maybe 30 somethings because i'm in my 40s but i it reminded me enough of the classics like the originals that it, it felt very like comfortable for me I don't think it was flawless. I think, you know, there were some issues with it. But I don't think it was awful. Like some people out there, Liz. You're you're making me feel sad. I don't know. I think I just, (laughs) 
loved it so much. <laughs> You're about to cry. I know. It was really, and really you, I good. Get, it wasn't awful. You'd be a really hard mom. I would, be, I would be a hard mom. How I'm, would you think our play was? <laughs> you know, it was you, pretty awful. You didn't fall off the stage. But, but I'm six. You didn't poop your pants while you were up there, so that's good. Way to go, kid. I am a perfectionist, but, it, you know, there were some, there. I have some nitpicky things. My, you know, online boyfriend, Neil deGrasse Tyson, finally mm-hmm. came out today with some things that were wrong with it, like, phys- like physics-wise. Well, it's a sci-fi movie. It is a sci-fi There's movie. There's always things that are wrong with it physics-wise. It's not fun <laughs> if there's not magical stuff happening. No, you're absolutely right. I mean... Okay? If you want things to be physically possible, you go make a freaking Star Trek television show. All I have to say is, if you sucked a sun into a planet, everybody on the motherfucking planet would have cancer. You just would. You just would. know what that planet was made of. That's true. It could be made of... It wasn't just a planet. It was a spaceship. With mountains. Well, it was a planet that they made into a spaceship. This made perfect sense to me, and I just happened to explain <laughs> it to people. I don't know. For Star Wars and I have always just been like this. Like, there's never been a question. There's never been a problem. I've just understood it. I feel like for the last week of my life, I've just been going from one forum to chat to Facebook thing, mm-hmm. explaining, like, what happened in Star Wars? Like, what happened here? How did this happen? Well, that happened because of this. Well, what about this? And that happened because of that. Well, how did you know that? Because they said it in the movie. Because they did this. Because they did that. Right. Like, I. It makes perfect sense. I think if you watch it, it more was than a once. planet. It... <clears throat> yes. And now it's like a Death Star because they hollowed it out and they put it full of, like, weird sun planet destroying stuff. Okay. I agree. I totally agree. I just don't want to see you cry again. But... <laughs> No, I honest, honest. Oh. oh, look at look into my eyes, Liz. I loved Star Wars. I did, and you have to understand, like when Frank and I were watching it, my boyfriend Frank and I, when we were watching it, like we were all so excited. We we're like holding hands and like jumping up and down, like when the Lucasfilm thing came up on the screen and the music started, and it was just like ah, it was Star Wars all over again. It was so exciting, and it didn't suck as bad as the prequels. So that's important. What a glowing review. Well, it didn't suck as bad as the prequels. It didn't suck at all. I thought it was amazing. Say like after after fun times. After fun times in bed. I'm like, you know what? That 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 didn't suck. That was like that was better than episode three. I stayed awake for that, so it was worth my time. Whole thing. Well, there's some people who have even worse reviews. For, I, for Star Wars. I've heard. There are many people on the internets, on the televisions, who uh, who are reacting to it in ways that would make shitty Anakin from the prequels look, look good. Calm. Yeah, make him look really good. Um, there's a couple of people like, uh, uh, this is maybe a little old news, but Catherine Timpf. That's a nice name. <laughs> what happened to the rest of her vowels? Were her parents too broke to buy them from Vanna White? <laughs> they were too lazy. <laughs> they were too lazy to fill out the rest of her last name. <laughs> it's a shitty day on Ellis Island when she came over. It does sound like somebody who's like just too too drunk to like open their <laughs> mouth type. all the way to type. <laughs> somebody uh, who just fell on the keyboard. Play temp- the clip though, so it's funnier than yeah. We're making hold on, let me pull that. Yeah. She's a real cunt. I've said it before, I'll say it again, I have never had any interest in watching space nerds poke each other with their little space nerd sticks, and I'm not going to start now. What a cunt. Now, my immediate rebuttal to this will be that there have been a number of people 
who have requested that Scott and I make nerd porn. So oh, nerd sticks, you know, our our, our nerd sticks. <laughs> well, they have flashlights, yeah. you know, for boys. So why not have nerd sticks for girls? No, I mean poking each other with our nerd sticks. Although it is how we met. Not obviously. Are you saying you'd be yeah. pegging him with your nerd? No, stick? gosh, how did you take this so far? I was because what like do you a do light with a sexual stick? innuendo, and now suddenly it's pegging. Well, I thought light stick was a was a innuendo for. Some we were just gonna make object. a porn. All I'm saying is, <laughs> <laughs> this is the assumption that like all nerds are unattractive, asexual, fat people who live in the basement and not and attractive, fun. Well, and she. I mean, I have three lightsabers. <laughs> well, Nerd Sticks Lady goes on to say that, um, and she said this in the National Review, which tells you a lot about her character anyway. But she goes on to say, "I'm not familiar with Star." Oh, let me. <clears throat> I'm not familiar with Star Wars because I've been too busy liking cool things and being attractive. Which is like, what a dumb way to say, I've never actually seen Star Wars. I don't actually know anything about it. I am just sort of an angry, hateful well, person. And then she then she go, goes on even further to say, and I'm not apologizing. Why? Because this political correctness obsession threatens free speech. Okay. And I absolutely refuse to be a part of it. So basically what she's saying is, I can be a bitch and insult a lot of people and then use this whole political correctness thing as her whoopee whenever anybody reacts. First of all, there's no way in which your opinion on Star Wars applies to political correctness. <laughs> Unless, of course, you happen to think that casting a diverse and uh, wide variety of characters is white genocide. At which point it is no oh, longer politically correct. That is but, true. But her use of the word, and, and politically correct is not exactly a hard word, is just wrong. Yeah. Like, I really don't like, I don't know, what, what don't I like? Well, it's All it's, kinds of stuff. Yeah. Hating something isn't politically incorrect nerds are not hating <laughs> jews is politically nerds are, incorrect nerds no, are not, not a pro, nerds are not a pro protected class no, i mean here's not. the thing and and i will have a whole episode on political correctness and and the consequences of the overuse of the term but i, I really do feel like at this point with uh, people on the right that complaining about political correctness pc it's it's somehow become their get out of jail free card whenever they say something really offensive and they want to be assholes this woman is a dumb cunt and i don't know much about dumb cunts mm -hmm. because i've been too busy being hot and playing with nerd sticks right being hot and nerdy hot and nerdy hey but are you a real geek girl or are you a fake geek? Girl? i am a fake geek girl i am in it for the men unfortunately <laughs> as i have discussed with my boyfriend who is also a fake geek man in it mm. for the women uh, we both got so deep undercover that there's no getting out. There's no getting you know? out. Now. So apparently now you're a real. Well, geek. when I was when I was geek. about six or seven, I thought, God, I gotta find a way to get a man. I'm gonna start playing video games. <laughs> of course, that's how it happens. Yeah, probably younger than six or seven. You've gotta. I mean, when I bought that, you know, or actually my parents bought that Atari, you know, twenty six hundred that I had back in my very young days. That. Um, Really, that I mean, secretly, that's how it all started. It was me just pretending to really enjoy playing video games and and insinuating myself into geek culture. Yeah, no, I think that you know the Sega Genesis was like the the late twentieth century version of mm -hmm. like a home economics class. 
of how to how, how to learn how to to, to find a mate mm-hmm. well i tell man. you what men they do love it when you can beat their ass at mortal Kombat. it makes them really happy when they just can't win I've, yeah that's I've, how you get a guy men love to lose they love that's, it that's what i've seen especially at the hands of a woman well okay so not only do we have uh and you know Sorry, feminist ladies who don't like the C word, but this bitch is a cunt. She is a cunt, she and I love the word cunt. cunt. I do like saying cunt. Cunt is the best word. I'm taking. I've, well, I've been taking cunt it back. I used to have a, a gay friend, mm-hmm. and we would call each other fag and cunt because mm-hmm. we were taking back the words. Mm-hmm. So you know, whenever we'd greet each other, it'd be hey cunt, hey fag, and think- it was we would just shout this out in public. I think words only have as much power as you want to use for them. Now, there may be, I don't know, obviously any word can be used to hurt people if mm-hmm. it's used in a hurtful way. And I'm using it in a hurtful way towards this stupid bitch. Well, yeah, right because she's a cunt. She's a cunt. So, but then it goes, it gets even weirder. So it's not just cute blonde girl wearing big nerdy glasses on Fox News because her dad got her a job as a political correspondent or something, whatever her life is it gets racial it gets weird and racial so the first one is um msnbc's melissa harris perry um i don't have a clip of this but you know she goes on tv to say that uh star wars is racist because darth vader is a black guy i mean but if she had seen star wars she would (laughs) know he's actually a white guy he's a white guy but he's voiced as a black guy but i guess her her argument is that only when he becomes good does the helmet come off and he's no longer black. But he was always white. a white guy. But you didn't know that. And he was voiced by James Earl Jones. Now, my argument is... I feel like when he told Luke he was his father, spoilers, um, we knew that he was definitely a white guy because Luke definitely didn't have a black dad. How do you know? He could have been one of those white black people that are mythical that people talk about sometimes. You've never heard of this? There's always these stories about these people <laughs> who are like, uh, we're, oh. we're be like a black guy and a white guy you get together yeah, and have no, kids. Met, and one I've of them become, like and this. one of their kids turn out white. They were twin, there are twins who went, yeah. like one twin is black and one twin is white. I'm giving you that look because it's like such a stretch. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. is this really the argument? So so that's her argument, yeah. Her argument is that, that Darth Vader is bad as a black guy until he turns good and but he's all, a white guy every single imperial like, all, officer i'm like they're admirals, all white they're all white they're all white and i'm like even the stormtroopers are white their costumes mm-hmm. are white until they're not until they're what's his name boyega Finn, jo- john yeah, boyega Finn, yeah. john boyega um yeah until now his character completely confusing to people like that because he's black yeah. also but he's a stormtrooper so I know. But, I mean, honestly, this one of the things I love most about this new episode is it is so diverse because in the originals and even in the prequels, there I mean, there wasn't a lot of diversity unless no, you I count mean, for the, the CGI'd. 70s, for, the, for that period. Mm-hmm. No, I think the original ones did a much better job of being diverse and reflecting, you know, culture and even kind of pushing During boundaries with Leia and with Lando. They weren't great mm-hmm. for that time period, but right. they did a pretty good job. The prequels, I think, were the ones that were kind of startlingly mm-hmm. whitewashed, white, super, yeah. super white, and anyone who was a color or a minority was an alien, and, and no real strong female characters. I mean, you had Mace Windu, and Mace Windu was good, but yeah. again, he was like a super secondary character. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, definitely not not super great for the prequels for and being no real made in the two thousands and the nineties. Yeah. No, no strong female characters. Nope. There's no it fails the Bechdel the test. The Bechdel test. Bechdel test yeah. because uh, the well, there's two women in most of them, but all of those women are always playing Padme Amidala because it's always just <laughs> Padme and whoever happens to right. be like getting shot for Padme in this episode while right. pretending to be her. Pretending to be, and Padme. then Padme will have like a very brief goodbye or yeah. hey what do you think we should do since i'm not actually the queen i right. think we should do this and that's it that's the only interaction between female characters in movies that were made in 1999 in the 2000s which is really surprising when you really go back bad. and watch them. and i i actually really love the prequels i love all things star wars mm-hmm. but they're they're in that regard absolutely miserable and you've got like background jedi and background women you yeah. have a lot of background people who are minorities but they don't actually have roles. Right. So no. then we, and, and I think the prequels are trash, but we've had this conversation before. Garbage. Hot garbage. But anyway, this episode, <laughs> you're shooting this death look. <laughs> this episode, though, no, this episode is great because I, I was excited to see, you know, yeah, it's great to see the original cast, you know, coming back for the most part. And you know, that's awesome. But then to also have these new characters that are actually reflective of our society and, and where we are at this point in time mm-hmm. um, was really cool. And, you know, even um, what's Lupita? In, Lupita Nyong'o, yeah. Nyong'o. Um, even though, you know, she doesn't play herself. She's a CGI character in here. But, you know, even having her role, Gwendolyn Christie, um as Captain Phasma. I wish I we had talked about this earlier. I just wish there had been more of her because I think she's so everyone cool. Everyone has wished that. That's been like my that's my one flaw with the movie is there mm-hmm. was not enough Captain Phasma. And the Captain Phasma um, that there was came off as like this bitchy school teacher yeah, and not well, like the scene where um the the stormtrooper is like traitor and then like whips out his mm-hmm. beaten stick I wish and that then had attacks been her. that should have been phasma totally. everyone's like why wasn't that phasma because we know she can fight we know like yeah. gwendolyn christie is an olympic she's athlete. a badass she's completely capable of it she knows how to use a sword in right. armor so why didn't she actually have a fight no they, and i don't think that's sexist i think it's just a, an oversight they in the did writing. they did relegate her to this kind of like school marm kind mm-hmm. of you know persona I'm just happy that her stormtrooper armor didn't have boobs. Like yeah. that to me was like a win for women I know. in sci-fi. Just, it's just regular armor. <laughs> Although going back to the school marm thing, that character was actually written for a man. Oh, really? So yeah, it was all written as a male character, mm. and uh, Gwendolyn Christie was cast um, at the last minute because That's they were there was criticism when they looked at the picture of the room mm-hmm. um, of the initial reading, and they were like, "Look at that! Still a room full of men with yeah. like two women in it." Right. And they were like, "Oh crap! We've got to hire some other women." I think it's just how it came across because her scenes were so short. Yeah. That her only scenes were basically just kind of bitching at him for well, not being a good enough student. What does say about you? What does it say about me? That you immediately associated her as a school marm just Bec- because she's a woman. Well, because she's telling him he needs to go get reprogrammed and, you know, he's not at the head of his class and he wasn't doing as good enough as a stormtrooper as he needed to be. I mean, her her But role- that was her job. Her but, job was to keep her troopers in line. No, you're right. But like you said, there was no other aspect to her character yeah. except No, she for should that. have uh, she should have been the one with the stick. But apparently she has a bigger role in episode eight. Well, I'm looking forward to that. So, you know, okay, so regardless, it, it you know, it was really cool. Then you get to see uh, Carrie Fisher come back, you know, and she has a, a, a really nice role. It's not as big also, you know, as some, you know, 
her originals, you know, but it wasn't meant to yeah. be that way. So I feel like it was really good. Um, but obviously you can't have anything good. Nice. We can't have nice things without, you know, people taking a big Shitting stinky dump on them. it. Right. So we, so we have, um, you know, some pretty crazy people out on the internet, of course. And, and I think by far the crazy, the craziest one, uh, to have some negative things to say about diversity is um, some guy named Henrik Palmgren. He's on a site called Red Ice Creations. And is this the guy who came up with the hashtag? I don't know where the hash. I don't know who came boy- up with theirs, but there's a hashtag on Twitter that's hashtag boycott, boy- boycott Star Wars Episode 7 or right. Star Wars 7. Um, and it is for a bunch of racists. <laughs> to boycott the movie because of um, because of the fact that there is a black stormtrooper and a Latino pilot right. and a woman, uh, and they've basically recategorized things too. Because you go and you look at these websites, and it's like you know it's encouraging white genocide because look at all the good guys and look at all the bad guys. And so for all the good guys, they have a picture of Lupita Nyong'o who isn't even in the movie looking right. like that. <laughs> um, like she's a little orange alien. Uh, they Yoda. have a picture of um, Daisy Ridley, and a, who is white, but doesn't count because she has a vagina, apparently. Right. A picture of John Boyega, and a picture of uh, Poe Dameron, I can't remember what the actor's name is, mm-hmm. uh, who is, I think, Guatemalan. And then they have a picture of, uh, what's his name? Max von Sydow. Yes. <laughs> Read my mind yeah, I there. Know. Um, Ooh, Jedi Adam Trek. Driver, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who was in Harry Potter. Who Max von Sydow played a good guy. He was like, a good guy. Exactly. exactly. I don't even think they exactly. watched the movie. So, no, they didn't watch the movie. So they have they had a picture of uh, him, um, Adam Driver, uh, uh, Gle- uh, uh, Domino Gleason, Domino Gleason, and one other white. Was that four? That was four. Yeah. And they didn't even include Gwendolyn Christie. They did not have Gwendolyn Christie because they didn't show that they wanted to make it seem like every single white person in the movie that right. wasn't a woman was a bad guy. And mm-hmm. every single white person that was a woman or was not white, every single person in the movie who was female or not white was a, was a good guy. And then it's right. encouraging white genocide because it's everyone else versus the white man, which the movie well, is not about at all. There are there are people of color in the right. uh, in the First Order. And the Empire of the First Order have always been anti-alien. They've always been mm-hmm. a supremacist group for humans only. Right. Well, let's, let's take a listen to what this brain trust has to say. I think it's clear what, you know, J.J. Abrams' intention is here. I think they're happy that they managed to get him uh, in this position of taking the the Star Wars saga and continuing this into the, uh, you know, the f- into this new uh, era, if you will, new epoch of basically anti-white uh, psychological programming. So just you have to envision this too when you're when you're listening to this that the picture of the guy who's talking, this is like an enormous white dude who's wearing a fucking Mjolnir. Thor's hammer necklace and the only thing that's missing is like the Viking horns like (laughs) so obviously mentally ill not just that I mean he's he's they're Scandinavian obviously whoever this these guys who are talking about this and you know honestly I feel like the whole boycott Star Wars thing like it's probably 
well, you know, it's. I feel like it's probably one third genuine and two thirds just trolling by people online. I feel like it's the opposite because I think people are stupid and gullible and hateful. But mm -hmm. it, it's the problem is that since they're all boycotting Star Wars, none of them have actually seen it. Um, <laughs> well, and, and the other on, weird jokes thing, on them because it was because a great movie. Not only that, but it like broke every box office record. So obviously they're they failed. Well, they're going whatever. to fail. I mean, you can't be a racist, homophobic, sexist bastard anymore. You're just going to lose eventually. But the the fact that they are ignoring. Uh, Han, Leia, right. Luke, Ray. Oh, they don't. They don't. Because these guys actually go on to say that all of those actors are actually Jewish. So in addition to Jewish J.J. Abrams, who directed and wrote oh right because this is a conspiracy this is the revenge of the jews right they're and coming to get us they're getting us all back <laughs> they're gonna kill the whites for... they are they're gonna kill the whiteies so actually... star wars episode eight revenge <laughs> of the jews so here let's, let's take a listen to, to this part when they say diversity when jj abrams and all these other people with all these uh, with, within all these other fields of, of of any job application any business anything when they talk about the fact that we need more more diversity i mean what what does that mean what what does it mean to have diversity it means to have fucking diversity what yeah. else would it here's mean okay here's a when you have like let's say a diverse street yes there are people with many different cultures who live on that street and they have different kinds of ideas and different life experiences right. and see the world differently and when you all come together you come up with really great ideas because you're all coming from a different page of the same book you know these people are using diversity like it's a code word, like it's some sort of a buzzword for kill Whitey and that Hollywood and Jews in Hollywood are conspiring together, you know, to to make white people irrelevant, I guess, in the media. And what's interesting to me is that this is the same argument that people who are anti-feminist, people who are anti-people of color use this a lot as you know, their excuse for feeling this way because they, you know, if it isn't about them, if it's not about white people, then it's against white people yes. is what these people it's feel the like. the same thing that happens with Christians as well. It's the right. group in power. Exactly. They start to feel their power is slipping. And the it's status an quo. Right. And so when the status quo starts to feel threatened, if it, whether it's men, whether it's white people, white men, you know, mm -hmm. Christian, white Christian men, they have a lot to feel threatened about. Because anytime somebody else starts to get a little bit of power, starts to get a little bit of attention, they start to feel that way. Right. And of course, this isn't all white men or all white Christian men or all blah, blah, blah. Eventually, we'll stop saying that. Because yeah. Because it's like, if you're still listening, but you right should know. No. Yeah. But um, right now, that, that tends to be the demographic. The of, right. Yes. And it, it's extremely... And that's kind of why I disagree that I think it's flipped. I think it's two-thirds genuine craziness and one-third people, um, you know, looking, trolling. Uh, is because I think that the one-third of trolls who make a convincing enough argument for the two-thirds of stupid, angry people who mm -hmm. just want to kind of jump on a bandwagon that makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to make sense. It's like a conspiracy theory. It's fun. It's easy, you know. Well, the to government be fair, planned 9-11. <laughs> to be fair, these two guys that are talking all this crazy shit, um, they are conspiracy theorists. So if you go to their website, it's all like crazy talk about some secret Zion organization of Jews that are conspiring to I, overtake Christianity. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, think about how many people actually want to vote for Donald Trump. Like, those no, are the same I was just about to say Trump. Yeah, I was just mm -hmm. about to say. It's, it's a new kind of Trump card. <laughs> it is a Trump card. Uh, but, yeah. Stupid, crazy. <laughs> completely illogical maybe inbred 
That's a deck of trump cards. Feel, feel, <laughs> feel like your place in the world is threatened. Can you no longer make fun of black people in the safety of your own home? Can't use the N-word because people are too politically correct. <laughs> then you may want to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. All I wanted to do was ruin another person's happiness. But I can't because of this political correctness. All I thanks, wanted... Obama. Thanks, Obama. Now I have to treat black people like human beings and not shoot them. I know. And now... You want to take my guns away from me, too. So now you have crazy white people with guns who want to vote for Trump. That's just terrifying to me. This is this is the America that we're in right now that scares me. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not really the America that we're in. It's the America that 24-Hour News Network has have edited to make it look like we're in. Because how many of these people do you actually see on the street? But that's my argument about these, you know, white supremacist conspiracy guys i know they're out there but i feel like they get disproportionate amounts of oh yeah because they're crazy well yeah i mean and it's news you know obviously so you put a hashtag together like boycott star wars oh now it's hashtag white genocide oh it's hashtag hashtag white genocide star wars wasn't enough now it's hashtag white genocide (laughs) because that'll work yes (laughs) (laughs) because that'll it's what's sad is it's like you guys are trying to use these big five dollar words and you don't know what they mean because it's not white genocide it's not even close to white genocide these are the same people who think that white people need to be having more babies yeah the quiverful oh i've wanted to talk about them but we're not talking about them today no that's a whole Um, other conversation but these are the people who think that white people aren't having enough babies because everybody's going to be brown uh in the next 10 years that's fine if we all want to be a nice shade of graham cracker that would be lovely i think that mochaccino babies are beautiful and i you know i think that people are beautiful in all colors i don't understand why people who claim to be christians seem to be so hateful about and it's not just christians i mean lots of religions have issues with people who are not them others you know, and that's kind of the society that we're in right now. But I think being... Society we've always been in. That's true. That's the society we've always been in. Stop <laughs> talking in tongues. But I was just going to say that, you know, yeah, I, I, the internet is such an echo chamber for some people where they get these thoughts and they decide, you know, they want to air them. And of course, there's other people out there who happen to think the same crazy shit that they do. So they find each other you know, online, and then the echo chamber intensifies, you know, and that's, so they start to think, oh, it's not just me. But then the, you know, that doesn't really, you know, work hand in hand with the conversation that Trump is having with these people where it's like, oh, you guys are so oppressed and nobody's listening to you. And, you know, white supremacy, I don't know. I remembered what I wanted to say. What did you want to say? I wanted to talk about the fact that cultural appropriation, which is another phrase that they've borrowed from people who have actually suffered from cultural appropriation, is slightly more applicable, but only if you use, like, a lot of lube and a couple tools. Like, you get to bend them over and pry it open. You really, really do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you, you really, like... They don't understand what cultural appropriation actually is. Are we talking about they being... They, the, 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 the white genocide people. Yeah. Because that's part of what it is. Is it's They don't have a right to take our thing. Um, and the fact that they have cast females, people of color, females of color in this film is cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. And they don't like it when we do it to them, so they shouldn't do it to us. What they fail to understand is that Star Wars has never been a white Thing. Right. Star Wars is not like, I don't know, um, 
Oktoberfest. <laughs> so, and what's interesting is, you know, and, and we were talking about this earlier too, but, you know, I this last week, you know, a couple of weeks with Star Wars coming out, I've seen a lot of comparisons between Star Wars and Star Trek. And, you know, that's one of the things in Star Trek was always about diversity and, you know, that that was this vision of the future where people from, you know, lots of different backgrounds, cultures, colors, religions, whatever, could all work together for this common goal. And one of the, you know, biggest comments that I've seen from a lot of my black friends and people of color is that there haven't been a lot of roles for them in sci-fi. You know, you did see them in Star Trek, but you didn't see them in a lot of other sci-fi. We got one black guy in all of the original Star Wars movies, you know, Lando, and he turned out to be a traitor. So Not really. He turned out to be a good guy in the end. He did turn out to be a good guy in the end. But yeah. Yeah. And so that's, you know, so that's been an argument for a while. It's not a new thing, you know, where that that sci-fi needs to be more inclusive, but it's never definitely never just been you know intentionally i feel like done white you know purely white or that it's a white cultural thing i think it's been no it's oh it's been as balanced as the rest of hollywood yeah in some cases a little bit better in some cases a little bit worse Mm -hmm. um but i don't think i think it's always followed a trend for what the rest of the world is doing because it's what's marketable and And also because it's a reflection of our society you know so i would say that an all-white cast has never been a reflection of our society i yeah you're right but i mean again let's go back it's a reflection of what the people who have money will spend money to see. That's true. Well, a, a reflection of the culture, I guess. The is... wealthy culture. Not necessarily just the wealthy culture. Well, because if you're marketing a movie mm-hmm. and you have 10 people who are going to see it, and of those 10, two of them are black and eight of them are white, mm-hmm. and then you have 10 people who aren't going to see it. And of those, like, five of them are Mexican. This is starting to feel like a math question. <laughs> the point is, like, if you have if a demographic. If the train is leaving the station at 200 miles an hour, how many black people are going to go see Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of black people. Okay. My point is that they're the pr- people who are going to see their movies, who are giving them money, those are the people that they're speaking to. Sure. So now they recognize that there are more than just white males giving them money. Right. And they're putting more than just white males in their movies. And this is a problem we've had in sci-fi, not just with people of color, but with females with as females. Well. for sure and there's been a big backlash to the character of Ray as yes. we kind of knew there would be because when I was watching it I just thought how great that not only is this a character written like a male action hero right she was written like a man but obviously as a female right. a lot like we had Salt which was a good movie which mm-hmm. was a film that was supposed to star Tom Cruise but then Angelina Jolie took over right so she got to actually be like a human a, hu- a hero um, like a, su- a hero yeah. but also like a male flawed character yes too. and not yeah. just like not like laura croft too i love mm-hmm. those movies but she's got to have all those girl tropes right. um and ray didn't have them either and ray even dealt with like weird little things that women have to deal with all the time like are you okay are you okay everyone's always asking her if she's okay and she's always like looking at she's them like, like dude are I just you insane you. like <laughs> she's you're like, like bleeding out your eyeballs like, i'm exactly. fine i just ran over here by myself i will say that that's <laughs> probably and again Spoilers for people who haven't seen it yet. But that was one of my favorite parts of the movie was, you know, and and this is the part that makes the MRA trolls roll their eyes. But the part that I love is where, you know, she's 
like, stop grabbing my hand. I can yeah. do this on my own. And she can. She can kick ass. She's got her little staff. She's beating up guys who are trying to steal her droid. You know, every time he tries to grab her hand, she's like, dude, what? And, yeah. you know, finally she grabs his hand. He's like, come on, let's get the Because <laughs> he gets knocked out. And she's like, come on, let's get out. You know. So, you know, and it, it's also about her opening up and trusting people and, you know, and, and I know that a lot of arguments have been made that she's a Mary Sue character. Which is so frustrating because while the term Gary Stu exists, men don't get called Gary Stu. No. Nobody left the Avengers movies and went, you know, that was fun, but they were kind of a bunch of Gary Stu's, don't yeah. you think? Like, anytime a woman is smart, attractive, and strong, she's a Mary Sue. Yeah. Which is, it like makes my blood boil a little bit. I once read a description of a Mary Sue um, that actually fit me like to a T mm-hmm. and I was like look I don't know how stupid and lame you are but <laughs> I'm actually that cool and yeah I also sing like a goddamn angel you know what <laughs> I didn't I didn't play with nerd sticks because I was too attractive no these were Star Wars fans this I is not like a Star Wars fan fiction board well, it's we like know. Mary Sue's this Mary Sue's that and it's terrible. it was fan fiction it was like a fan group is where this whole thing I believe started I could be wrong but that that was the thing. That was literally the name of this character that somebody wrote mm-hmm. was Mary Sue. And she was the most popular, amazing, smart, beautiful, loving, attractive person in the entire world. And everybody loved her. And she did all the amazing things and whatever. And that was the thing. She was always a winner. She was, you know, always comes out. And she's basically the embodiment of when you're writing fanfic. And I don't know how deep you've ever gotten into fanfic. But it's the embodiment of what y- your character would be. It's fan service, basically. And I think that's what um, Ray is getting accused of. Her character is getting accused of being this Mary Sue type character who's so perfect and, and great at everything she does that she couldn't possibly... You know what? But I never, nobody ever says that about I James never, Bond. No, I... Ca- Neo or Captain America or... <laughs> I, I've never... I just watched the mission, newest Mission Impossible movie. I didn't leave that going... Man, that movie was great. If only that Ethan Hunt I just guy wish he'd been a more a little... realistic character. If he hadn't been so perfect. Right. And that's like the, the what women get when they get to be the action hero. Because newsflash, guys, we don't want to watch an action hero who just kind of sucks at everything. Yeah. If they weren't very good at, like, technology yes. and fighting and, you know, being charismatic, they wouldn't be the action hero. They'd be your dumbass. And that's, and that's the argument that I gave somebody where I was like you know what if her name was spelled R-A-Y and she had a penis instead of a vagina which she may because it's space who knows mm-hmm. but in a galaxy far far away could but it could be a hermaphrodite she could be that could Whoa, be a thing way to throw political correctness under <sighs> the bus cisgender so no she you know she could if she were a he you yeah. know in this traditional gender trope of, of you know science fiction or action fine. movie there it would have been would fine. not have been a batting of an eyelash nope, not a single question even though every single thing like oh well why was she able to match up with kylo ren kylo ren obviously didn't want to kill ray and if you watch the movie and you he go, wanted kylo to train ren her he was to impressed by her yeah he pushed her out of the way to try and fight finn yeah when he had the chance to kill her he mm-hmm. did not he said let me train you yeah for whatever reason, Kylo did not ever intend to kill Rey. That's why Rey could fight him so easily. Well, how come Finn could fight him? Because Finn was trained since he was birth a star- he was to a be a freaking warrior. <laughs> right. Which is, again, stupid. Um, no, so... And I mean, Kylo I- had also been shot in the previous scene. <laughs> so, yeah, and he was bleeding And out. yet, people are like, well, why? Well, how come Rey can just fix everything? Rey fed herself by every single day getting up 
going into an old rebel, old imperial garbage down ships, pulling them apart, knowing what was worth money, knowing what did what, knowing what she could fix, knowing what she couldn't. And so then she ends up applying these skills and it's a shock. But here's the here's the point. The point. I mean, we can we can take, go point by point and everything that these these typically men are complaining about with her character that she's too perfect. She knows too much. She's too good of a it's pilot. Women she's too, too good of a and and it is women too, which is sad when I see that sort yeah. of thing. She's too good. She's too perfect. And it's because they're so used to seeing a woman can't be in that position unless they've struggled to get exactly. There. And I even had someone tell me, oh, well, I just think it would have been much more interesting mm-hmm. if she'd been, you know, if she had to work for. If she had to like been in a bad situation and she had to work out of it. And that's a weird thing that we like to see women be victims. Yeah. And they have to struggle to get to the same point that a man would naturally. I mean, I was watching, uh, you know, Spectre, the newest Mm -hmm. James Bond film. And I just thought this would be so much better if James Bond had just started off like maybe as the ugly girl you know or the fat yeah. chick yeah and had and had, had and that had trans- a she's all that moment yeah had to have that transformative <laughs> moment where they take off their ugly glasses and suddenly they're the pretty girl mm-hmm. yeah no i know and it's it's really sad that it's 2015 and that this is even still a thing that we can't have a female lead in a science fiction without movie. having to write essays about it <sighs> Or do a podcast. Oh, fuck. Or do a podcast oh. about it. I know. So yeah, it's sad. I mean, but I guess the thing we can celebrate is that it's 2015, and we do have a character Yay. like that. So that's the we flip finally side. have a Jedi that's a woman <laughs> that has lines that talks to other women in scenes alone right. about what they're gonna do with their lives. Yeah, she passes the Bechdel <laughs> test like with flying way, colors. Way. You know, she doesn't have to like have a boyfriend. Mm-mm. She doesn't have to do whatever. She's about to like go fly the Millennium Falcon out to do whatever. So yeah, I, I think it's it's just crazy that people would even be upset by that, you know? Yeah. And also a fucking movie just not just a movie amanda oh my god oh i know i'm done with this i know (laughs) (laughs) oh you're just as bad as they are (laughs) see now you get on to me for like trolling the forums and comment threads for like stupid shit and and getting into fights with people i'm not getting into fights with people i'm educating people that's exactly how i (laughs) And that's exactly how I feel about it when it's about every other topic that's not Star Wars. See, just apply, apply the force that you have, like the light, the go to the light, the good side of the force and apply that to like other topics of conversation online. I don't want to. Okay. So... (laughs) (laughs) So that was, that was definitely my high point, I think also for this you know year that was one of the high points that I was looking forward to and I know it was for you as well but there were lots of other things that happened in 2015 there were believe it or not there were um so you know we're gonna do one of those stupid best of and worst of lists only it's not stupid because it's our own list yeah and and what we think so um so I was gonna share with you like my my best and worst of 2015 out of everything that happened and then kind of what I feel like is going to happen in 2016. Okay. We'll see. Let's go so, for it. So I'm going to start with worst. I'm going to do bad news first. Oh. I know. So for me, the worst of this year was the mass shootings. I feel I had to think about it. Like there was some crazy shit that happened this year and it's kind of sad that you have to think like, uh, Syrian refugees, whatever. But um, I think for me, you know, and and we talked on the about this on our our lost episode <laughs> that'll turn up someday. When but... we're really popular, <laughs> we'll sell it. 
Like but, the Wu-Tang album. Yeah, but when, you know, we did record an episode that was, you know, right after the San Bernardino shootings, and unfortunately the sound quality was really, really bad, and we had to scrap it. But um, one of the things we talked about on that, I mean, it, it was, you know, all mass shootings are bad. They're terrible. And, you know, I have very strong feelings about it because I'm a survivor of gun violence myself, you know, and unfortunately wasn't violent, violent, but I did have a gun pulled on me in a, um, you know, when I was being mugged and that was terrifying and, and having been on the end, you know, the other end of a gun kind of changes your perspective about it. But then having a mass shooting take place, you know, an hour from us and, and having people, you know, killed in that, that are friends of my friends, like it just hit really close to home. And I feel like we're at this tipping point with guns in this country. Well, uh, let me take that back. I feel like we've been at a tipping point for a long time and we're not doing anything about it. Like it's not going, it's not tipping. We're just right there where it's always going to be this argument from people on the pro-gun side that are saying you can't take our guns, Second Amendment, you know, whatever. And then everybody else who's like, but this is crazy. Like something has to change. And... I don't know if it ever will. And that's, that's really makes me sad. So I would definitely say that's my worst. I would say the best of this year for me, um, not me personally, but just, you know, for my, what I believe and, and my, you know, my way of thinking, my politics and everything. But I would say that the best thing that happened this year was probably the legalization of gay marriage. Yay. That was huge. It was a long time coming. <clears throat> yes. Very well-deserved. And again, something that just really threatens the status quo and um, really terrified a lot of people. But I think what's going to be good is the more that gay marriage and LGBT, you know, people become more accepted, it becomes um, more visible in our country. I think the less fear people will have yeah, of them. I don't know what marriage equality is going to do to hurt anyone. I don't know why anyone would think it would hurt them. I right. think people are insane. I think the only and people who I th think yeah. anyone who doesn't believe that there should be marriage equality should never, ever, ever be granted a divorce. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think for me, too, like, you know, when, when MoMA... You know, or the oh, DOMA, I'm sorry, Defense of Marriage Act. It's like the MoMA. Museum of Modern Art. That's the Museum Art. of Modern Art. Sorry. <laughs> I got confused. I get easily confused. DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act, when when that went up before the Supreme Court. And they were literally, the people who were were for that act and, and making sure that, you know, that gay couples could not get married, were actually using procreation as, a, you know, because homosexuals can't naturally procreate with each other therefore they shouldn't be allowed to get married because the purpose of a marriage is to have children and I'm thinking to myself I can neither physically have kids myself yeah nor would I want them because I hate children so that means I can't get married I mean it's just that kind of logic that just makes me it's crazy real bad no it just makes me crazy when I think about these people so to me that was a huge win for love for you know, for all that was equality. for equality, for all that was right Being in the world. people. Exactly. Um, and then my, you know, my predictions for 2016, I'm going to have to say the political 
uh, climate is probably going to get even crazier than it is right now. I feel like the GOP candidates for president is like a big clown car full of sadness and stupidity. It is. I was listening to Bush talk the other day and I was like, oh my God, he sounds so well versed. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he was president and being like, oh, has he ever even like read a book? Are we talking about George W? George W. Bush. You heard him talking. To, yeah. I, I mean, heard like a clip of him from when he was president. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so bad. When people like Donald. Because when he was yeah. president, we all made fun of how bad of a oh, speaker he was, he was. And now now he sounds. Sounds amazing. Now he sounds like a fucking road scholar compared to these guys. Uh -huh. He's when people like Donald Trump are bringing Obama and Dick Cheney to the same page of, dude, you're fucking crazy something's going mm -hmm. on something's going on and and trump is obviously trump and others have tapped into this this strain of people that should have just been left alone i feel like he's making it okay now for people to say oh it's political correct you know it's the same conversation it's yeah. politically correct you know if if you try to tell us we can't make fun of people or shoot blacks then you're being politically Damn. correct all lives matter and my life is shooting blacks not all men <laughs> so anyway that's you know so my predictions for 2016 oh, i think that uh people. the political landscape is gonna get even wackier um yeah i don't know hopefully california will still you know be going strong and get some water not fall into the sea get or anything. some water yeah. yep 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 okay how about you liz i think my worst is uh the continued war on women <sighs> and the unfortunate need to further regulate our bodies and our health care and uh, the fact that it is becoming increasingly difficult for women who are not affluent to receive any kind of medical care in this country is extremely mm -hmm. upsetting especially given the win you know initially of when obamacare passed getting birth control thrown in there and then having that be oh no well only if you don't only if your spaghetti monster says it's okay um <laughs> well I, and can i just say this too i'm you know again to the marriage equality you know gay rights i'm i'm really happy for Obama that that's something that he can add, you know, to his, you know, the things that I got accomplished while I was in office. But I'm very disappointed in him from a women's rights perspective. I agree. There have been a lot of grievous uh, women's rights violations that have occurred in the last eight years. We've had more under Obama than we under have under Obama. Bush. We've had, yeah, exactly. We've had more under Obama. We've had I think more, the only thing that more under... swipes taken at our, our rights to bodily autonomy, um, you know, victim laws, etc. cetera, you, you know, rape laws, like everything just feels like it's kind of been backsliding yeah, over the last eight years. Um, you know, you shouldn't have to drive over a hundred miles to get an abortion. I agree. So damn. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Worst. That um. Worst. So that's my worst. I think my uh, my best would be uh, the change, the shift in the way women are perceived and and talked about in the media. Um, 
you know, there was a, a woman who uh, walked at Fashion Week. She had a, a fashion show for plus size women in lingerie, <laughs> and she was the designer. And I can't remember her name at the moment. Um, Carrie Fisher's great interview where she kind of called out the fact, like, are you kidding me? A woman my age actually gets a job in Hollywood? Like, amazing. And yeah. it's stuff that's true. Maggie Gyllenhaal calling out the fact that, you know, she's now only cast as the love interest for people in their 50s, only most of the time when she goes in and reads, they say that they needed mm -hmm. someone younger. Um, do, you watch Rose, do you watch Amy Schumer? Not really, no. Okay, I think she's amazing. She's one of my best things from 2015. I, Whenever I start to feel down about my place in the world as a woman, I, I watch her and I know it's she's kind of becoming a cliche for that right now, but it's so true. And she did this great, I think we watched it together. I watched a couple episodes. Yeah. She did that this great bit where it's she comes across this clearing and it's uh, Tina Fey and uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus. And mm -hmm. I forget. And this is your last fuckable moment. This is your last fuckable mm -hmm. moment because she's turning. She's a woman of a certain age, and once you become fifty or whatever that mysterious age is, as Tina Fey says, your vagina becomes a hermit crab, and yeah. they can't use you in the media anymore. You you're no longer. You have to wear long, ugly sweaters, and your movies have taglines like "She meant well," you know. So it's stuff like that. It's hilarious, and and I feel like she's done a real. You want to talk about women in the media? Like this has been her year, and she, you know, between Trainwreck and her show, like she's just blown up, but in a good way. Yeah. For, for women's rights. So, yeah, that was mine. Just the way that the fact that there's definitely a much more open um, forum for women to talk about the fact that they are not treated fairly. Yep. Well, how about your predictions for 2016? What do you think the year will bring? I think the economy will get much better. I, I, do. Hope I think so. jobs are going to keep coming back. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that the whole insanity will amp up and then fizzle out. I hope. Yeah. I think eventually the crazy candidates have to burn out. They can't they can't burn that strong. You burn so bright, you know, you fade away. Although I do get a kick out of listening to Carson just be crazy. He just, no, just he's, he's he, creepy. He just one one ups on the crazy every time I see him. And I I know I use crazy a lot with these people, but they are. They're really scary crazy. You know what else twenty sixteen is gonna bring? More podcasting from us. Oh, and you know what else? What? Rogue One, the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just never stops. It never. We're on the Star Wars train now, so so much. Welcome to the Star Wars train. I Next know. stop, Rogue One. That's so exciting. Choo, choo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for our podcast. I think we have a lot, you know, a lot of good things to talk about, but obviously some other issues that we have a lot of bad things to talk about we, we have will, more bad things we than will good be things exploring to talk about. so yay thanks for coming along for the ride liz happy new year <laughs> happy new year let's to you bust too. this year's cherry and get crazy woot woot. 2016 baby all right the Ac year of the tiger no it's definitely wait maybe it is i don't know i don't know is it every 10 years i don't know if it is and it's year of the tiger well that's my year i'm a tiger and a leo you're a ti I'm a tiger, too. Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our, that's our signal to, to go. As always, you can leave uh, love letters, hate mail, or suggestions for topics at debbiedoubters at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Amanda. And I'm Liz. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.